This is episode number 24 with Tracy Litt. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. My name is Tibor Nagy, mindset and performance coach and the founder of Mindset Horizon. The mission of this weekly show is to reveal the disruptive mindset of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, high performers, visionaries, and change makers, so you can transform your mindset, realize your full potential, and execute on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get started. Welcome back everyone to the Mindset Horizon podcast. I'm really excited to announce that today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a 30-day free trial membership. By signing up for free, you are going to receive your first free audiobook and two free Audible originals. Go to mindsethorizon.com forward slash audiobook and sign up for a 30-day free trial membership today. That's mindsethorizon.com forward slash audiobook that's A-U-D-I-O-B-O-O-K. Again, that's mindsethorizon.com forward slash audiobook. Get the free trial, the free audiobook, and two free Audible originals today. And now let's dive into the episode. My guest today is Tracy Litt, and I really enjoyed this conversation with Tracy about her transformational journey and how she started her own business as a mindset coach. She shares how she transformed fear by learning more about it, changing her relationship with it, and how you can do that too. We talk about limitless human potential and why you always have a choice to create the life you really want. And all that with harnessing the single most powerful asset we all have, the human mind. We also talk about Trace's book, Worthy Human, because you are the problem and the solution. She shares tangible exercises from her book that you can immediately implement in your life so that you learn how to run your mind instead of it running you. And now a couple of words about Tracy. If Brené Brown and Tony Robbins had a baby, that would be Tracy. She's direct and goes straight to the heart of what's real and what's true. She masterfully tells it like it is by being skillfully empathetic, loving and supportive. A powerhouse and ball of energy exuding unconditional love and light. Silly and playful. She calls your bullshit and wakes you up in a way you never realize you needed. Tracy Litt is a certified mindset coach, best-selling author, rapid transformational therapist, and awe-inspiring speaker. She's the founder of The Lit Factor, a personal growth and coaching company, and Verdi Human, an inspirational and empowering merchandise line. Tracy exists to remind you of your potential, teach you the power of your mind, and support you in cultivating a phenomenal relationship with yourself. It is through this unwavering belief in yourself, tremendous self-love, and inner power that you can feel, create, and be anything and everything you desire. So without further ado, let's bring on today's incredible guest. Hi, Tracy, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, such a pleasure to have you here with me today, uh, Tracy. I'm really excited. Also, it's really uh, interesting how we connected. You know, I'm listening to high performance mindset, of course, because I'm obsessed with this topic, mindset. 
And this is one of the topics that we are going to cover to some extent in this episode. Yes. And uh, But before we do, as I mentioned in the introduction, you're a certified mindset coach, a rapid transformational therapist, <laughs> a speaker, and best-selling author of the book, Worthy Human. And so we are going to talk about the book as well. But before we dive into those topics, so would you talk to us a little bit more about yourself and your entrepreneurial journey? Yes, I would love to. Um, so uh, my story in terms of how I arrived here doing what I was really meant to do in the world started with me in corporate America, which I think is a very um, similar story to, to many of us. I was in corporate yeah. America for about 12 years. I was the vice president of human resources, uh, people and culture departments for healthcare firms. and. Mm -hmm. Everything was fine. Really. It was one of those things from the outside. It was like everything's great. But on my my inner environment, my soul was longing for something else. There was this nudging in my intuition and in my deep down, if you will, that was communicating to me that there was more than this. I was capable of more and I was here to serve people in a much deeper, more profound way than how I was, you know, using my skills in my corporate job. Mm. So once I, once I listened to myself, which I think is the first takeaway for everyone who's hanging out with us, yeah. when your intuition is nudging you, pay attention because it knows better than your mind does. Yeah. And then, you know, I moved through the process of falling in love with my own fear and um, shifting my mindset about leaving, um, you know, a stable corporate income that was great and high into the unknown world of entrepreneurship. And here I am three years later, and it is more than I ever could have dreamt it would have been. Wow, it's amazing. And, you know, I have a very similar story because I, I was working in architecture uh, in the field of architecture, and I transitioned to coaching. And some of the people, or many people, told me that it's wow, it's a huge shift. But I, I'm sure that you faced some kind of uh, challenges, or as you mentioned, for example, fear. Like, what was the biggest fear that you faced during that transition? Mm. Um, so the fear were the voices of self-doubt. And, you know, what happened for me was I had the, the calling. I knew I needed to do something different. I did a bunch of research, you know, on different modalities of, you know, whether it was psychotherapy, hypnotherapy, coaching. I, I researched all the different ways I could help humans heal and access their potential, right? That was what I knew I wanted to do. And then I found the best coaching school in the nation that is still rated that way. And I did nothing for two years. So that fear really mm -hmm. kept me stuck for two years sitting there. And the voices that fear was offering me sounded like this. What if you suck? What if the risk is too big? What if you go back to school and invest all this money? Because it was a five-figure investment. Um, mm -hmm. And it doesn't work. What if you aren't who you think you are? What if you know, what if, what if, what if, what if all in that negative doubt driven cycle. And that's actually when I started to learn about what fear really was. Uh, it's now a superpower. It's now one of the tenets of my work is to teach people the truth about fear and how to dance with it and love it so that it doesn't block you. 
the way that it blocked me. So how did you transform fear or how did you get in love with fear in, in that situation? So you learned about it, what mm-hmm. fear was and, and yeah. what, what else did you, did you do with fear actually? Yeah, well, I really learned, I learned what fear was and it's something we all need to become um, aware of. Number one, we have a relationship with it and the dynamic of our relationship until you hang out with someone like me, right? Or start to really work on yourself. The relationship you have with it is one where it is in the lead. Your fear has the power. And that's true for you. If you aren't where you want to be, you're not feeling how you want to feel. You don't have the outcomes and the reality that you believe you're capable of, but you're not getting there. um, You know that fear is in the lead. So the first step is to shift your relationship with fear and decide, wait a second, I'm the one that's in charge, not my fear. And to do that, we have to have a new understanding of it. We've been brought up to think that fear is something you overcome and push through and assert yourself toward. And that kind of brute force actually only makes the fear louder and more pervasive. Mm. What we need to do with our fear is first understand that it's biological. You will never be fearless. That's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. What happens is when you start to think about becoming different or you start to think about or take action towards something that isn't familiar to you, your mind goes up into its memory bank and it says, oh, Tracy's never done anything like this before. It must mean potential death, right? Because your mind is wired for survival. You guys, I've got to say this a thousand times. Your mind doesn't care if you're happy or sad, if you're prosperous or abundant or happy or unhappy or having sex or not having sex, your mind doesn't care. And you're giving all your power to it. And you're walking around believing your thoughts, right? So what happens is your mind uses fear like an undercover agent. So you start to move out of the familiar and your mind goes, oh God, this this means that she's going to die hey, tripwire your fear response and start to get her to think things that will stop her, which is what those doubt voices for me were years ago. What if this? What if that? And if you aren't running your mind, which is one of the other tenets of my work, then you will fall right back down on the couch and stay the way you are. Wow. Yeah, that's really powerful. And um I know it's it's in your book, uh, Run Your Mind Instead of It Running You. That's a really great mm. topic, and we are going to dive into that. But I wanted to um, mention something regarding fear. Like I think the thing that you mentioned, survival, I think a lot of people live in survival mode. And you know, one of my missions is with Mindset Horizon is to expand the horizons of people, which means that I wanted to show them that there are possibilities, right? And... Uh, there are different kinds of fears uh, and states or phases, so to speak. So, for example, the very first one, I think, is the fear of dreaming. When you are actually afraid of dreaming about something better, maybe it's in your career, maybe it's in your personal life, you know. So, there's the first stage when you have this fear of dreaming and you basically operate in a survival mode, I think. So, there could be different phases, I think. And one of my focuses is people who are in this transitioning, for example, 
who want to, you know, start their own businesses or something like that, but they have this fear of starting out. So what advice would you give them? Don't listen to your thoughts. The reason why you're in that position is because you are taking the thoughts your mind is offering and you're Mm -hmm. attaching to them and you're believing them. And if we allow our mind to lead, then we will never live the life that we want, right? Our best life, reach our potential, uh, access our greatness. If you guys are listening to this podcast, you know those platitudes, right? Mm. It's all that stuff we talk about. We have to be able to realize we are the director of this thing in between our ears. It is not the director of us. And the only way to access everything that you're capable of and to start to believe it's possible, because that's the thing, right? We either don't believe it's possible. We've never been asked what we actually wanted. Somewhere inside, you don't think it's safe to be happy. Somewhere inside, you're actually afraid of how good it can get. All because it's unfamiliar to you, which is where understanding the mind work is everything. That's amazing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And so don't listen to your thoughts. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, don't believe, don't believe everything you think. That's what I say to everyone. Don't just don't believe it. You have a thought. It's an option. I want you guys to see it. It's an option. Your thoughts are options. They're not facts. And when you if you are new to this work, or you haven't done it um, consistently enough, the mm-hmm. thoughts that your mind is offering are always fear-based, ego-based, or past experience-driven, right? Wow, yeah. So that's when we start to move into the land of thinking on purpose. When you start to think on purpose and change the way you think, now what you're actually doing is you're thinking from the future. You're thinking from your higher self. You're actually allowing your intuition and your heart to think first and send those signals up into your mind. You're choosing the types of thoughts you want to think because you actually are that powerful. Wow. So higher self and intuition. So here we are talking about a vision or are you talking about a vision or a goal that you want to Yes, uh, Any, anything, a goal, a goal, a vision, an intention. Um, yeah. You know, let's say, you know, whoever's hanging with us right now. Hi, uh, let's say you are wanting to, you know, make uh, grow your business to six figures. Let's use an entrepreneurial example. Yeah, that's great. If you are allowing your mind to produce thoughts that are ego, fear and past uh, self-based and past memory based, you'll never arrive at that six-figure threshold. You'll never actually uh, stand in the reality of that desire because you're not thinking in alignment with that. When you think on purpose, you say to yourself, wait a second, as a six-figure business owner, as the person that has a successful business and these clients and all of these different variables, how does she think? What does he think? How does they, how do they make decisions? That's what it means to start to think on purpose. And the other thing that I'm getting you to do when you do that is you're starting to access the power of the universe. You're starting to access energetic field. And what you're doing is instead of waking up every day and putting your focus and attention into your tangible current reality, which will only then bring you more of that reality, I'm asking you to really, really step out and step up to the vision and start to think from the future vision, 
so that you can experience a different reality. Wow, that's amazing. And actually, someone has to come up with a vision first, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. If you don't know where you're going, you know, I love that. Because um, it's like getting into your car and putting I don't know in your GPS. Like, what would you do? You wouldn't go anywhere. Your car would sit in the driveway. Yeah. You have to decide for yourself. And rather, you know what's even better language than that? I, t- I, I, I take that back. You get to decide. Yeah. Right? And I think that that's interesting because check in with yourselves, guys. What's coming up in your mind right now? When I say you get to decide, what's the little voice in your head saying that is an opposition of what I just said? Because those are your blocks. Absolutely. And uh, you had great questions, you know, and I love questions because I, I ask myself questions as well. And one of my favorite ones is, what would I do if I didn't have any obstacles? So what mm. would I do? It can be, you know, financial or personal or something like that, but what would I do? And when someone is coming up with a vision, I think this is a great question to ask. Like, what would be that vision if I didn't have any struggles, any obstacles? You know, I would be sure that I'm going to reach that place. So what would you do five years from now, 10 years from now? What is it? So because I felt that some sometimes people have difficulties, and that's why I asked about asked you about the vision, people have difficulties with coming up with a vision because they think small, right? Oh, what would I do? You know, I don't know, you know, I have this financial struggle. How am I going to do this? And they think or they operate on a how level, which is vision. Yeah, you you mentioned different levels, like uh, what does he think? And for example, on, on the level of identity as well, like who are you becoming? Who do you need to become? And, yes. and, and such such questions. And I know that you talk about identity as well because uh, I wanted to ask you, like, did you have to transform your identity in order to become this entrepreneur? Well, how did you feel about this? Uh, yes, I absolutely did. We cannot have different results and stay the same person. So just let that land, right? And it doesn't mean you have to go after, you know, grandiose visions and dreams, right? It doesn't mean you have to climb Machu Picchu or cure cancer or build a spaceship. You could simply have the vision of, I want to stop living in stress and anxiety and be someone who's peaceful and joy-filled and at ease. That's a vision too. And I need people to really hear that because we tend to make the vision so externally driven when in actual fact, the way that we spend the hours of our day feeling is really what this is all about. Wow. I just took a deep breath. So (laughs) um, yeah. And and fear is something that we talked about. And this is something that holds people back from, from tapping into their full potential. So what else did you notice? What else holds people back from, from living their life? The conditioning that we have, the social conditioning, the thresholds, what we're used to, right? If you were raised a certain way and you were used to only making a certain amount of money, right? Anything unfamiliar keeps us stuck. If you were brought up in chaos and you want to be in ease, you're going to initially find it challenging to imagine a world where you can believe it's possible for you to live in a different space. Essentially, our mind loves familiarity so much and it needs it, right? So this is also how we start to learn and access the tools. Our minds and our bodies, right? Our nervous system 
It needs familiarity because that, that is how it knows it's safe. And since it's wired just to make sure we're alive, like, you know, when you woke up today, your mind was saying, yes, winning. Like, that's it. Like, and that's my point. If you let your mind run the show, you will, you'll get to the end of your life and look back with a, with a pile of regret. Yeah. Oh. You know, we have to step up for ourselves in a bigger way than that. So, you know, it, it's those types of things that blocks us. It's our thresholds. It's what we're used to. It's our belief system. It's the fact that we so seldom were ever allowed to dream for real, right? No one, it's so rare that someone was asked, what do you want? You, not your mother, not your religious leader, not your father, or your grandfather, or your sibling, or what the academic system tried to infuse in you, you. So that feels weird because it, it doesn't, it's not something we have experience with. So it becomes a practice to allow yourself mm. to want what you want and feel good about it. Yeah, that's beautiful said. And, uh, you know, I was wondering, um, you talked about human potential to some extent, or we talked about this potential that we have. And I really like the fact that you, in your book, you said limitless, delicious, worthy human, right? Mm, yes. <laughs> Yeah. So, so what does it mean? Also human potential and, uh, it's limitless, right? Yeah. You know, it's so, that just brought a tear to my eye. I'm just like, you know, and that's why I do my work. That's why I do my work because you guys need to understand that that's the truth. The first truth being that you are delicious and wonderful and pure and whole and worthy and enough and you matter and you're significant. Mm. And wow. you get all of that just because you were born. Wow. That's we have to start from that place. That's our birthright, our social conditioning, our upbringing, our traumas, our wounds, our meaning makers, how we became who we are just covers all that up and starts to inf- influence us to believe something different. But that's not true. Those things are lies, right? When you start from that, then I can explain. So you're limitless. What does that mean? It means you're limitless. It means you can actually be whoever you want and feel however you want and think however you want and create perspective on life based on how you want. And you can do what you want and you can create the wildest, most incredible realities. They're not dreams, right? Dreams are things we don't achieve. Like your reality can be something. You can design your existence and become that. That's what it means to be limitless, to not, to not allow the labels and limits of your past. I mean, I see this over and over again, and this is where uh, a lot of my students and clients have massive breakthroughs. Like, take a look at all the limits you've been living under. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I run late. I take things personally. I'm not creative, et cetera, et cetera. Those are just limits. It's like you're walking around and someone stamped your forehead with all those limits. None of it's true. You are limitless. Wow. <laughs> this is my closing actually in the outro. Be limitless. So I really love this. And, um, you know, I was wondering because uh, you're a mindset coach and also a therapist. Uh, and uh, I haven't experienced therapy yet. Like, what's the difference when you work with someone 
what do you do in therapy that you, for example, don't do in coaching or when it comes to mindset work, what's, what's the difference? Okay. So I am specifically a rapid transformational hypnotherapist. So mm-hmm. I will answer that question through that lens. I'm not a traditional therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, although I will, I will say this about the first to answer the first part of the question. One of the biggest distinctions in general with mm-hmm. therapy and coaching, and this is a generality, is therapy takes you from dysfunctional to functional. Coaching takes you from functional to optimal. To limitless. <laughs> to limitless, exactly. So that's really a distinction. You know, coaching is progressive in nature. It's movement. It's getting you into motion. So, that, and that's just, you know, that's really kind of what they teach you when you're in coaching school, right? When to understand the difference in the most, in the modalities. And I love all the modalities. I want people to start working on themselves. So whatever feels best to you in the, in the outrageous amount of options you have in the self-help personal development industry, just please choose something. That's my plea to everyone. Uh, But in terms of rapid transformational hypnotherapy, which is what I do and what I'm licensed in, that is a method that combines hypnotherapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, neuro-linguistic programming, and psychotherapy into one magnificent two-hour immersive experience. And it was originated by Marissa Peer, who is the UK's top to claim therapist. She's an incredible woman. I was personally trained by her. Uh, wow. And I can't say enough about her. It, she she changed my life. I was actually a recipient of RTT, which is why I decided to go get trained in it, um, because I realized my one of my bigger blocks from my childhood was believing mm-hmm. I wasn't smart enough. And it was mm-hmm. through my RTT session where I got to extract it and see where it came from and see it differently and change my belief around it. And it made a massive impact on how I show up and my ability to move my business forward and help others. So I said, oh, okay, I'm going to go do this, obviously. Um, And now I'm an advanced RTT therapist, and I've helped dozens and dozens of people release deep, deep subconscious blocks, social anxiety, anxiety, self-esteem, money issues, depression, you know, um, lack of trust, all kinds of different things. and. What's so magical about it in mm. respect to coaching, because that was really your question. Yeah. I wanted to be able to access the subconscious mind because yeah. to really create deep, sustainable change, we need to play with both. It's not just all subconscious for change and it's not just all conscious because the subconscious mind is where we dig in and find the root cause of things and rip it out by the root and really um, rapidly change the disempowering core beliefs into more empowering beliefs. And you start to see the world differently, right? Which is magnificent. Mm. And you heal. You guys, we have to heal. If you are breathing and listening to this, you have wounds, you need to heal them. It's not like some of us do and some don't. We all have wounds. And then from a conscious perspective on change, no amount of subconscious work without the conscious work will ever really create sustainable outcomes either because nothing will ever replace your need to make a conscious new choice in a moment where the old default habit would have won out. Are you with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? 
So it's so important that we get to do a combination of deep dive belief work and subconscious, and then also learning how to think and use our prefrontal cortex and use our, our conscious ability to choose differently, take a breath, recognize where our triggers are, to feel it in our body, to interrupt ourselves before we go down the default way of being that we're working on changing. That's amazing. Actually, I was trained as a coach, so uh, but I got interested in NLP very much because of the mind and belief systems. And I was wondering, like, how can it happen to, you know, just shift belief systems, as you said, uh, and working with the subconscious mind? So how someone can imagine a session, if you work with someone, how long does it take, for example? How do you do this uh, with a person? Yeah, so the RTT work I do uh, and I in person or online, and it takes about two hours, and you're basically just dropped into a relaxed trance state. Hypnosis is not this weird Vegas show thing that a lot yeah. of people think it is. It's really just a trance state. We're in and out of trance all day. When you drive home, you get to the driveway, and you're like, how did I get here? Because you don't remember making all the turns. That's a trance state. That was your subconscious taking over. So in that state, we dig in and we do the work and we work on one particular issue at a time. And then at the end of the session, you get a personalized recording so that you listen to that every day for 25 days. And it's part of the therapy and it embeds the new belief in you. So after the session's over, you have a recording to then take with you and listen to. So it embeds the new uh, you know, subconscious patterning and beliefs into, into you without you doing anything. You just The only choice you have to make is to press play and listen to it. Um, so there's that component of it. And then of course the coaching is, is a different, a different animal, but I find that when I get to play with both, anytime I do a private engagement, my clients, I always use both because together they're an incredible combo. Yeah, actually I was just, I wanted to say this because I was like, this is the right combination, right? So the subconscious mm -hmm. and then, and then coaching. So it's really interesting. And, um, Yeah, uh, I wanted to mention you also talk about the power of choice in your book as well. And you actually called the chapters choices, like choice one, choice two, instead of chapter one, chapter two. So what's the power of choice and how someone can cultivate it? Oh, yes. I love that we're talking about this. So this is one of those things that's so simple, it almost seems ridiculous. Everything's a choice. So you're constantly choosing. and I need to articulate choice means you get to choose. Choice means you have all the power. Choice means everything around you is optional. And based on the vision of who you want to be and how you want to feel and what you want to create in this world, you choose in alignment with what you say you want. Mm -hmm. So what you tolerate and allow are also choices. So you need to take a look for yourself. What am I choosing? I can access my power of choice. I can choose to go to the refrigerator and eat that ice cream. But two hours ago, I talked about wanting to feel better and lose some weight, right? I can choose to love my fear and press live on Facebook and share my message with the world so my business grows because that's what I say I want. I want to have a closer relationship with my husband. I can choose to use my voice and express myself and ask for what I need. 
and not choosing or remaining in the choices and the habits you currently live in is also a choice. It's a choice to not make a new choice. So this is what it looks like to have total ownership, to take radical responsibility for yourself, to realize that no one's coming to save you and you are the solution in every problem you have. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It's uh, leadership. Um, and actually your book is where the human, because you are the problem and the solution. So this is yes. your choice. You get to choose. And I had an interesting conversation with a positive psychologist two weeks ago or so. And we talked about this to some extent that you can, you, you get to choose if you want to think about your future positively or negatively. So you have you have the you have the choice to think about your future in a positive way, and um, it defines your emotions or feelings in the current moment, right? So you yes. get to choose. This is so true. Yes, and don't you think it's it's just like so obvious? It's so obvious. That's why I don't understand. I, it's so obvious. In any moment, you guys, you can make a new choice, change the narrative, change your language, change your response, take a breath. Let go of the resentment, put your ego to sleep, just make a new choice. And the beauty of choices, and this is, by the way, 100% of the time, when you make a new choice, you always get a new result. Always. That's amazing. And so would you talk to us a little bit about your book? We mentioned it a couple of times. So what's the aim of the book? Who is this book for? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. The aim of the book is to ensure that you never question your worth again. That's the, the initial aim. My biggest mission is to eradicate the great lie of unworthiness because it is just oh, such a lie and it is the underbelly of our human epidemic. Everyone is struggling with some iteration of not enoughness somewhere on the spectrum and it's unnecessary because of what I said before, like it's your birthright. You're pure, you're whole, you're worthy, you're enough. And when you get to live from that space, you can actually affect change, which is where the rest of the book goes. I show you and explain to you both, both theoretically through client examples and practical application sections on how to take information into application to create your own transformation. That's what the book does, you know, through the course of, uh, radical responsibility, awareness, and how you raise it and why it's essential, uh, what it means to run your mind, taking a look at the low-level shit that's sucking your life, like comparison and judgment and taking things personally, what it means to love yourself and honor your worth, your relationship with fear, giving yourself permission to be happy. Those are the places that the journey of Worthy Human takes you because when you decide to believe me, which is a decision, and you get to say, I'm a worthy human. You live in a whole different way. And I show you that in the book. That's amazing. And for example, choice number one, which is chapter number one, is the question, are you ready to understand how you became the person you are? What's, what's in this chapter, for example? Yeah. So in order for us to go forward, we have to take a look back, right? All the things I was saying before about these limitations we put on ourselves and our limiting beliefs, they come from somewhere. So understanding that the way we arrive at our identity is we're born, right? And 
then life happens all around us and all over us. And through the course of that, we are like a video camera that's turned on 24-7, 365, just ingesting everything that's going on around us. And that is the influence of how we arrive at who we are. That it creates our worldviews and our beliefs. And then you take a look at the things that your parents said to you or your grandparents said to you or the kind of rules you were raised under. Um, maybe you were raised in a very strict religious environment and you were thrusted to believe all the things your religion believed and you had things that your sport coaches told you and you had siblings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's all of these different things go on and maybe you were bullied or, you know, whatever happens, we all of that basically gre- creates who we are. And in order to make changes, we have to become aware of our current self-image and our current belief system and the moments that defined us up until now. So that's what that chapter does. That's amazing. Um, Awareness is is really the key. I have also a formula, which is called the AIM formula, and it's awareness, intention, and improvement, and mindset mastery. So everything starts with awareness, right? And um, how someone can cultivate awareness or raise awareness. So what's the starting point? The starting point of raising your awareness, which is ultimately what I describe as becoming the loving observer of yourself, mm-hmm. is to start to breathe. It's the simplest of things also. Personal growth is not complex. It's simple. What makes it hard is that you actually have to show up and do the work. But there's not one concept in personal development that you need to have a doctoral degree to understand. What you need to do is have the conviction that you are sick of your own bullshit and you are ready to be different, feel different, or have different. Mm -hmm. So in order to be aware, we have to start to breathe and interrupt ourselves, right? Different rate depths and patterns and really get ourselves to calm down and drop out of our heads and into our bodies so that we can start to pay attention to who we're being in the present moment. That's amazing. Yeah. And I like the fact that you talk about curiosity in this chapter, because this was one of my drives. That's how I started to, to focus on personal development a couple of years ago. So I was curious about these, yeah, limitless potentials, right? So who -hmm. can I become? Who can I Mm -hmm. become? So that was my question. Like what's, what's there for me? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, the curiosity is such a beautiful, beautiful um, choice to make. I mean, curiosity opens you up to yourself. It brings you closer into the relationships in your life. It allows your mind to imagine what's possible instead of what's not possible. It's a very magical decision. Yeah. And so that's how I embarked upon this journey of personal development and coaching and the podcasting. So that's it. And so another interesting chapter choice number four I wanted to dive into, which is run your mind instead of it running you. And we also t- we already talked about the mind to some extent, but I know that you have some exercise in that chapter, which is you have this, my mind says, but I say. So what's, what's this exercise that people can do? Oh, it's the best. Okay. So as I mentioned before, what your mind says is fear-based, ego-based, and past memory-driven. What you say as the director of your mind, your higher self, the person you're becoming, is when you think on purpose. That's when you become a deliberate thinker. So what you get to do is put a line down the middle of the page, and this is all in the book that I know you're all going to grab. Put a line down the middle of the page, 
And on the left side, you write, my mind says, and on the right side, you write, but I say, and you Mm -hmm. allow yourself to write down everything that your mind is saying on the left side, like just go ahead and let it run wild. What if this, what if that, I'm not this, I'm not that, all of that's limitation. And then you take a deep breath and you shake it out and you jump over to the right side of the page. And this is again, where you think about yourself from the woman or the man in the vision and you think like that person and you think on purpose. And instead you say things like, I am enough. What people think of me is none of my business. I'm so excited to hit Facebook live and serve people. I can't wait to meet my new clients. Right. And you start to put yourself into the mindset you need to adopt in order to have what you say you want. That's really powerful. And uh, it refers back to, you mentioned, don't listen to your thoughts, right? So your mind says, these are the thoughts Mm -hmm. that your mind says. Mm -hmm. And then I say instead of, so taking, yeah, taking over. Right. Because ultimately, if you continue to listen to your thoughts, you will continue to be who you are, having what you have, feeling how you're feeling. And if you're hanging out on this podcast, you're not interested in that. You want more. You want different. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. People want more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And uh, in the last chapter, choice, in the last choice, uh, choice number eight, you talk about, are you willing, your question is, are you willing to fall in love with fear? So I was wondering, like, how does it look like when someone uh, falls in love with fear or how, how someone can do it? You know, it's understanding that it's biological, right? There's nothing wrong with you. Everyone feels it. It's an indication that you are growing. It is an indication that you are making it happen. And instead of keeping it across the table from you in opposition of you, I want you to recognize that the only reason why it's showing up is because it thinks you're unsafe. Your fear thinks you're going to die. So it's trying to protect but you know, you're not, you know, you're just building your dreams or wanting to feel more peaceful or using your voice in a way you never have. So what I want you to do is when you see and feel that fear and it's across from you, put your hands out and bring it closer to you. Physically do the exercise, bring it closer to you, hold it, sit it on your lap and talk to it and say, hi, I see you. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I know why you're here, but guess what? I'm safe. I'm just building the life I want. And when you do that, you diffuse it and you feel better. And then you're able to take the action necessary to show up. Wow. That's, that's great. That's, that's a great exercise or yeah, visualization technique, or I don't know how to call it, but it's, but it's amazing. And I usually think about fear is that, as you said, our mind provides thoughts and I don't have to accept all of them. So fear is some kind of a thought that I don't have to accept. Yes, exactly. You get to identify, and I talk about this in the book too, what is your fear behavior? What does the fear sound like? For each one of us, it's different. Everybody has their own unique reel that plays in their head, right? So when you get familiar, and because, and again, this is awareness of, oh, okay, I know my voice. I know my fear voice is perfectionism, right? I know mine is procrastination. I know mine is, I'm not clear. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. And you start to identify, or mine's worry. You're, you know, you're never going to make it. Success is not for you. Or, you know, start to pay attention to what are the recurring thoughts that keep getting in your way because those are your beliefs and we've got to work on getting rid of those. 
Wow, Tracy, this was Worthy Human because you are the problem and the solution. It's an amazing book. And, um, you know, before finishing the episode, I wanted to ask you about books. Like, would you recommend something to the listeners, books that transform your mindset or business life? Yes, uh, yes, spiritual yes. Book. Yeah. Uh, oh, I have a whole list, but let me just go with the first ones that come to mind. Um, yeah. Breaking Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. <laughs> yeah. uh, e Squared by Pam Grout. Phenomenal book. If you're someone that's questioning whether or not you're really energy, you need to get that book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Think and Grow Rich, Standard. Wow. You, you, it, yeah. These are books that you need to be reading. This is part of your personal growth journey of course worthy human yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah um yeah and you know what other book is like a staple the four agreements by don miguel ruiz the four agreements it is a small easy read and will will i i might argue one of the most profound things you'll ever read that's amazing i just finished think and grow rich actually and yeah the listeners will be very happy to to hear about these books and uh yeah, before I ask my last question, tell the listeners where they can get in touch with you online. Oh, you can find me at thelitfactor.com and it's lit with two T's. So it's L-I-T-T. Uh, and I'm the Lit Factor online on LinkedIn, on uh, Facebook, on Instagram. So whenever you need me, want me or ready, uh, you can find me at the Lit Factor. That's amazing. Thanks for sharing. And these links are going to be in the show notes so people will find it. And my last question is, we tapped into a little bit, uh, I think, uh, but what is your mission? What is the legacy that you want to leave? My mission is to awaken a million people to their personal power, ensure that they understand and live from a space of their inherent worth and to master their mind so they can experience life the way they truly desire. Yeah, beautiful. And they desire worthy human with Tracy Lit. It's amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. What is up, Mindset Nation? Thank you so much for listening. And I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. And if so, please make sure to spread the word and share this episode with your friends. We are on a mission to build this community of Mindset Nation. So please make sure to go to iTunes, go to Stitcher and support us by rating and reviewing the show. And don't forget to subscribe as well. For more information about Mindset Horizon, simply visit our website MindsetHorizon.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter to get the latest information about new episodes, Mindset Transforming freebies, tips and insights. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, leave us a message, we'd love to get in touch with you and hear more about you. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening, take care and be limitless my friends.